Hey there, and welcome to The Water Tower, a few minutes of extra encouragement for your week from the scriptures. I'm your host, Lee Younger from Christ Community Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and today we will be in Psalm 139, starting in verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. All right, enjoy episode 64, Knit Together, by Christy Fox. So many years ago, before I had kids or even had met my husband, Sam, my friend and I decided that we were gonna learn how to knit. Now, I'm not really a creative person, but I do like things that have a process. And if you're gonna knit something, it has a very particular process. There's a pattern, and you have to use a particular number of stitches per row, and there's specific places where you change color so that when you're done, you, you have this distinct shape with the specific lines of color. Now, it's pretty slow. And it requires focus and attention to detail, and mistakes have to be corrected or you end up with a big, huge mess. When I was knitting, I made a bunch of baby hats as gifts. And one of my favorite things about knitting a gift for someone was that while you were knitting and trying to pay close attention to all the instructions and the details, you were often just thinking about that person. They were on your mind as you were creating for them. Psalm 139.13 says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. You know, whenever I read that scripture, I always envision God knitting my DNA together just to make me. Later in that same chapter, David says, How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. Was God thinking about me as he knit together my DNA? Okay, do you guys know that each human cell has approximately six feet of DNA? Now, if a person has about 10 trillion cells, then that would mean you have 10 billion miles of DNA inside you. Okay, now 10 billion miles is a long, long distance and super hard to imagine. So for some scale, the Earth is about 93 million miles away from the sun. So if we unraveled all the DNA in just your body alone, it would stretch to the sun and back 61 times. That's nuts. Okay, also remember that the DNA in each cell in your body is a copy of the original DNA from you. Like, you know, you when you were just a teeny tiny zygote, you know, you as a single cell virgin. Okay, think about that for a second. 
you were a single cell organism. And everything you are made of today comes from the replication of that DNA and the division of that cell into more cells. So what was it that was inside of you? Well, like we said before, six feet of DNA, right? Now remember your DNA is organized into those 46 chromosomes, 23 of which you inherited from your mom and 23 from your dad. And inside of that DNA, what is it? Well, I don't know if you remember high school biology, but DNA is just a molecule that has these special nucleotides, mini molecules, and there's only four different kinds of them. Adenine, thymine, guanine, and cytosine. In biology, we usually just say A's and T's and G's and C's. In other words, your genetic makeup is a bunch of DNA that has all these A's and T's and G's and C's in a specific order. And that order is what makes you, well, unique. If you figured out the code that makes Christy Fox Christy, you would need to decipher three billion nucleotides. Okay, that's a big number. Uh, let's see, a billion oranges would fill a stadium. Uh, the length of one billion dollar bills laid end to end would be about 96,000 miles. That would go around the earth about four times. And I mean, a nucleotide is not the length of a dollar bill, but that's a big number and the analogy helps us envision it. Okay, all of that, all of that DNA, those three billion nucleotides, that fits inside one cell, you. You is a zygote. All of those T's and G's and C's and A's in a very specific order make you, well, unique and distinct. I often tell my kids that the way God made you with all your physical features and your mental capacities and all your strengths and all your weaknesses was for a purpose. Well, just so that he could do something in you, so that he could use you to show you and others himself that he was intentional about how he made you and how he knit you together. He wanted you just as you are, so you could tell his story in your life. Okay, so as we get nearer and nearer to Christmas, I've just been thinking a little bit about the incarnation. You know, God in the flesh, God that came down as a baby, God with DNA in his human body that would stretch back and forth to the sun 61 times. Do you think Jesus was a zygote? I mean, did he have six feet of DNA? I mean, I don't really know. Were all 46 chromosomes knit together by God or were there already 23 chromosomes that were Mary's and God provided the other 23? I don't know. But I wonder if scripture tells me that God knit me together with intention and purpose, then did God also knit his own son together with the same intention and purpose? I mean, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That word workmanship or handiwork is sometimes even translated as masterpiece. It's the Greek word poema, where we get our word poem. It's like we're the poetry of God. So my question, my question is, is Jesus also the poetry of God?
Is Jesus the creative process of God creating himself in human form to do good works? I don't know. I can't even guess at the mind of God, but I just wonder. As Jesus was being knit together by God, was he thinking something like, oh, I'm going to make him a baby for Mary to rock and to nurse? She needs to feel that kind of intimacy. And did he think, oh, I'm going to make his eyes hazel green. That eye color has such welcoming warmth. I want Peter to look at those kinds of eyes. He'll need to feel that warmth. Oh, and I'm going to make John's nose like Jesus's nose, crooked, so he'll remember that he's loved. Did he make him tall or short? Was he short for Zacchaeus? I don't know. It seems that Jesus was probably not really a good-looking man. Isaiah 53, 2 says that he had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. So God did not make Jesus beautiful in the human sense of the word, but he knit him together with intention and purpose perfectly, some of which we can potentially understand and most of which we cannot. And God knit me together with intention and purpose, some of which I can potentially understand and most of which I cannot. As God thought about the human form of Jesus, was that also for me? As I struggle through my own personal lacks, my weaknesses, my humanness, I don't know, I think it helps to know that Jesus was God in the flesh. And that that flesh didn't look like the people of Israel expected. He wouldn't have been considered kingly looking. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him. He was perfect, though. Perfectly human to do that which he had planned. Jesus's human DNA was three billion nucleotides of perfect humanness. Yet he was such a surprise to the very people expecting and waiting for him. I have three billion nucleotides. Well, of not perfection, but of intention and purpose to be what he has for me. I just wonder if I can think of myself that way too. I mean, I'm not often what I expect or even what I think I want to look like. But if the Holy Spirit is God inside me, making me like him in ways that I can't actually comprehend or imagine, then can I just trust the maker of all things to make me as I should be? If the incarnation was the poetry of God, knitting together the perfect human form of God, then can't I trust that same artisan as the Holy Spirit in not only my physical makeup and genetic sequence at the very beginning of my life, but also as he changes me and makes me more like him? <laughs> this Christmas, may the intricate details of the incarnation Remind us of his thoughts for his people. May you find comfort as you trust the poet and the artisan of your very own story.
Did you leave unending fame To be a speechless baby To come where no one knew your name Because you came to save me The one who made the angels sing Learning how to talk And then you held your tongue As they led you to my cross Did you leave your mighty throne To be a hunted baby Fleeing for a foreign home Because you came to save me The Prince of Peace in the midst Of hatred, toil and strife And then betrayed with a kiss You laid down Today's score was the song Two Moons by Yonderling, used by permission with musicbed.com. Our final song was Did You Leave by me. Our intro and outro music was by the one and only Jed Brewer of Good Loud Media. And you are hearing this because of our friend Ian Gothard, who's like the feeling of seeing a present under the tree that's the exact shape and size of the very thing you want most in the world. Thanks for listening, folks, and may the living water fill you up.